Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing 1994's Milk Money. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, I was just a little little one and you were barely alive, right? I have never seen it. Yeah. I, w- I was two and I've never seen this. This was the first time that I watched this movie for this podcast. And um, Same, I watched it this morning, so it's fresh. Yeah, uh, this, this film was written by John Matson, and I just want to read... His little Wikipedia entry here. John Matson is an American screenwriter. His screenplay for the film Milk Money was sold to Paramount Pictures for $1.1 million after Paramount topped a $1 million bid from Dino De Laurentiis Communications. $1.1 million Wow! for this screenplay. Maybe I will pay off my student loans eventually. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's that's the dream. That's what I've always kind of thought. Like, like when I was in grad school, I was like, what if I just write one like shitty, really lucrative script? Yeah, and absolutely. then just pay, just pay, off, pay off some <laughs> shit, live off of it for a couple years while you try to do other stuff. Like I make like a movie about like. Furbies going to Furby land. Yeah. Like something that's like really gimmicky, but you feel like there's an audience. There's for. an ugly dolls movie coming out. God. Yeah, make something that's literally just about a product they can sell. In Angry Birds 2. They're making an Angry uh, Birds 2. So. Yeah, like just and a secret life like, of when pets too. Like, we get the Bratstall movie? Like, um, well, there've been like a lot of like straight to DVD stuff, and then there was a live action Bratz movie, which I don't no know. No one what, asked for that. No one did. Nobody. But I love how they're still doing the Secret Life of Pets. Like they just like recast Louis C.K. Even though Louis C.K. was his voice was the star of the first one. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Kevin Hart, who really ran away. Like I've never liked Kevin Hart more than like him as like a little bunny. Oh, he was that's cute. He was very good as a little bunny. Yeah, um, and he has he has a fun like I don't know. I feel like he's a good voice actor. Yeah, he just needs to like stay off social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bunny doesn't talk about having a gay son. Nope, so it works out. <laughs> nope. The bunny is just like <laughs> the bunny. Well, first the bunny is like a radical. Then the bunny gets like adopted by like a cute little girl, and suddenly the bunny's like more docile. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's a whole. Wait, thing. The bunny's like a radical about like not being like a pet. No, yeah, like he's like a very like anti-pet. Like him and a bunch of like abandoned pets like live under the sewer, and they're just like we're anti-human. Like punk bunny. We're anti. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then he gets like a job, like a corporate job with like a really nice boss. And yes. Oh my god! I love that is it. exactly his trajectory. The bunny starts going to the dentist. Yes, I've seen the Secret Life of Pets. I have sisters. Leave me alone. Um. <laughs> So, Milk Money, um, was directed by Richard Benjamin, who was an actor for a bit there, and then he became a director and directed some movies that are, like, pretty okay. Little Nikita is okay. The Money Pit, which we'll probably do on the podcast. I mean, actually, I don't know if that movie is okay, but, I mean, like, he can direct Who? Oh, he directed Mermaids. I really, Mermaids is, like, a classic. Oh, Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's 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 awesome. So like he's done things that people watch, but then he also did movies like My Stepmother is an Alien, um, which I love. <laughs> and uh the very weird Mrs. Winterburn like we like I don't even know if we can do it on the podcast cuz it's so boring the most boring use of Ricky Lake I've ever seen I have in a never movie. seen that one. It like would come on like TNT at like 5 a.m. and of course like me I would be watching you TNT be at up, 5 a.m. You yep, you have your cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie you've got your Melanie Griffith, wonderful talented woman, mother of Dakota Johnson. Uh also a talented person, but it'll be, I think, a while before Dakota Johnson is in anything that people like. Yeah. Like, um, not, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we got your Ed Harris, which, I mean, you needs know. no introduction. Exactly. Ed Harris. The name, the name has a carpet rolled out for it. We've got Anne Heche, that uh, woman. Uh Yep. <laughs> that person that woman uh we got some Malcolm mcdowell and we got philip bosco who i know very well as the butler from it takes two i mean he's a fabulous butler yeah he he's really so is lovable. he's so good so milk money is the story about young boys having a sexual awakening but it's also a love story between a prostitute and an environment active an environmental activist. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's tackling a lot at once. It's and then it's doing exploring a lot. loss and like growing up without a mom and, it's also and, and like wanting to know what it's like to have a mom. And it's also talking about like societal norms about sex and like especially, you know, oh, very yeah. like white kind of like a What's the conservative white spaces? Kind of, yeah, puritanical, like, views of sexuality. And then, of course, in tied into that is, like, views, uh, like, s- slut-shaming and also just, like, the way people treat sex workers. So there's... It's interesting because this movie, it it's... There's a lot of progressive ideas being introduced in this movie. And there are, like... There are things I like about the movie, like... I know that Kyle was horrified during the um the classroom anatomy scene. Oh yeah, so was I. But I actually like aside from the fact that you know sh- she could have very easily scarred some children and that's a problem. I did like the idea of just like making sex education very accessible. I just wish there was a way I mean, to I, do it that I agree with the that didn't require coming in the I, window like like a sexual Mary Poppins. Yeah, it was a very sexual Mary Poppins vibe. And and I think just like the movie objectifies her so much. Like like the male gaze is so intense, um, whether it's from the little boys or from like, you know, men on the sidewalk that it felt it was just like such a moment where she's literally being used as a prop. And so for me, I was like, why can't she come in and they use like a mannequin, you know? Yeah. And she, she could like, yeah, it is these, weird that she, she is the mannequin. Yeah. Like I was like, she could teach these things um, and be herself and like, you know, but like use an actual prop and not be the prop. That was my issue with that scene. Cause I didn't, I was like, okay, good. They're not making her get naked. Like I was afraid it was going to be something like, completely 
like simultaneously like scarring to children and like creepy to her and i was like this is actually less bad than i thought but also it's still totally weird (laughs) yeah because like they lock the door and she comes in through the window and then when a teacher like comes in to try to stop it she just goes out through the window yeah that's (laughs) yeah the the window thing and locking the teacher out also makes it way creepier yeah no if you just brought her in it still would have been weird that he was like drawing on her but like if you brought her in and was just like hey teacher like you know this this is my friend and she's gonna help me then that would be way different than like all right everyone get ready for my hot hopefully new mom to like kind of strip for you what's so interesting is this is kind of like it oh another version of weird science oh i was thinking that <laughs> actually i was like wow this is like this is like another version of weird science that like makes me less angry, yeah. but it's still very uncomfortable. It's just like if somebody just tried like one more time, they'd really get it. <laughs> I actually think yeah, that if a somebody gr- was forced to watch this and weird science like a few times and like really take notes, like Yeah. It, you know, a good I I haven't watched this movie in a while, but I feel a little bit confident in saying that a good anecdote to both anecdote a good antidote for both of these movies is a little movie called the girl next door unless you uh, oh yeah emile hirsch did like beat a woman so maybe don't watch it but before i knew about emile hirsch doing that which i love that everybody's forgotten it even though he did oh, it in public emile hirsch yeah 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 he like like put like a I feel like a female producer in a chokehold or something like that it speaks to like how shitty hollywood is that like unless someone's like a serial like rapist or like pedophile like like the public memory is so short yeah it's like, oh oh they beat someone once you know it's oh like, no, no i mean sure we gotta wait until he does it one more time times. but it, yeah but like they got caught once so that movie starring that terrible guy uh had alicia cust Cuthbert and she's like a porn star and it's one of those things where he's just like it's one of those movies where it's like a it's a it's like this nerdy guy who like wasn't cool in high school but he got like this good scholarship and he's got the whole world in front of him and then he meets like a woman who's like below his station but like likes him and is also super hot but like she like as the porn star in that movie is like a really nice character that's that has more agency than this character. The only problem is, is that she's kind of in love with just a, like a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like at least like Ed Harris in this movie is like, I mean, he's a dumbass in the sense that like, he doesn't realize that she's a prostitute, even though she gives him like every opportunity Absolutely. to I, know like, it. He and, doesn't and know. And if he really like thought about the circumstances, it would make, yeah, it would make way more sense. But the girl next door is like about a guy dealing with the fact that the woman that he loves is a prostitute and like being a dick about it. Yeah. Uh, being, oh, a porn star. Right. Sex worker. Yeah, no, I mean, sex worker is just such an easier, like, it is such an easier catch all because it covers so many different kinds of sex. And also, like, I'm not sure if, like, prostitute is a good word anymore. I, like, really, I know. I think that it's, I'm using it because it's used a lot in this movie. That's the only reason I'm using it. I don't think, like, yeah, I don't think that it's, um, like, I feel like it's used a lot in this movie. Yeah. And I feel like sex worker is like the main word now. Yeah. Sex worker yeah. is the main word now. But like, yeah, but I, it is interesting because Ed Harris's character is actually interest. Like he's actually a cool guy. 
Yeah, he like, is. Like I'm like like I like Ed Harris and I think he's cute. Um, but on top of that, like his character has actual convictions and like a perspective on the world. He has and a boner for just, the environment and yeah, I'm really it's, into which that. It's such a rare character. To it's see. really hot actually. It's very hot <laughs> and it's like because I feel like this kind of plot it's common for it to be like, "Oh, the father, he's sad. He has a dead wife. And that's like his whole personality is like, oh, he's sad. So he needs to be given a woman as a prize. Yeah. But with Ed Harris, it's like, yeah, he's sad, but he also still has a will to live and has this, like, he really fucking gives a shit about the environment and his son. And that's hot. <laughs> yeah. He really like, cares like, about get, preserving the wetlands. I and like, she's into him. Like, she's like, you're a weirdo in a fantastic way. He's, like, he's so much of a weirdo that, he just like doesn't <laughs> he just doesn't notice that this woman is a sex worker um and thinks that she, well the kid tells him that she's a math tutor and she and he immediately he just accepts that like, like what oh a, yeah for sure okay. what a lovely what a lovely guy right? just like not making assumptions because like, everyone makes assumptions about how she looks because yeah. she's wearing like a low-cut dress even though like it the outfit that she's wearing is an outfit that I would wear casually to like. I would totally like wear it to dinner. Or something. Yeah, like yeah, it's not like, like, like a wild sexy, outfit, but it's not like. Yeah, it's it's not like oh she's wearing. Is um, everyone in this movie like, supposed to be Catholic? I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like like exactly. It's just like oh she's like got her cleavage out the whole movie. Um, there is I mean there is such a like suburban specifically. I feel like there's such a critique on the suburbs. Yeah. Um, and that kind of pearl clutching and like the hypocrisy of it, like with that one guy. Oh yeah, and also There's just yeah, the one guy who like very clearly has like has had a had a transactional relationship with her, but then like hates her. Yeah, and just like hates her for just like being around. It's just like you had your penis inside it's of like her. You're you're not judging <laughs> her. You're you're hating yourself. Like that's really what that is. Like you hate yourself for I don't know. You hate your own sexuality. I think. I think sometimes some misogyny and like slut shaming goes back to, in this case, like a straight man not knowing what to do with his own sexuality. Yeah, and projecting yeah. it back onto the woman. Also, like, the oh, girls, the girls at the school. It's interesting. They they hate her because she's a bad kind of woman especially you know that scene where oh, yes. they just where like keep like, on saying bad. bad that's bad and then by the end they like love this woman yeah it, it is weird there's like this like scene where there's like five you know 12 year old girls eating ice cream and they're just looking at her outfit and they're like wow that's bad like that's a short skirt that's a and i mean 12 year olds i can see them saying that stuff um but it's just their obsession with her is interesting because she's a grown woman. She's not their competition. Yeah, she's like that's what's, it, that's what's it's weird like you don't to me. have to compete it's not with like her. She's like the friend in school who got boobs first, who's showing it off, where, which is like a dynamic that's real. Even it's like, like she's a grown woman. Even the age gap between like Deb and Hilly and Lisa and Weird Science is like much smaller. Oh, like, yeah, it makes like, a, it makes way more they're sense. They're all like 15, 16. She's like in her twenties. Yeah, I, I feel like V is like thirty. Yeah, grown woman, and these little boys are like twelve, <laughs> and they look like they're like nine. They, oh my god, they are so small, they're so and they're constantly just like doing these sexual things and talking about sexual things. I'm just like, you babies, like, do I you? Know. And also, it ends with the main kid getting a chest hair, which means that like he doesn't even have a chest hair. Why does he care about any of these things? 
Yeah, it is like interesting because none of them look like they've hit puberty yet. And I mean, kids are obviously curious about sex before they hit puberty. But like they're it's such a like the little boys, like there's such an interesting combination of them being like really horny and obsessed with sex, but also totally little kids. Which okay. I, I mean, that's real. Okay, so at the time of the release of this film, Melanie Griffith was um she was 37. She was looking great. Damn, girl. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she was looking fantastic. Yeah, she's looking amazing. Uh yeah, I mean, we haven't even like talked about the general plot of this movie. Well, I mean, it's just yeah, it's just I like mean, a the, lot of adventures, like a lot of like little vignettes. Yeah, I mean, the basic plot is that these three boys want to save up money to go to a prostitute and see a woman naked because they're just trying to figure out what sex is. And then V, Melanie Griffith, is the sex worker. And um, basic, I mean, there's so much that happens. In this there's movie. so much. They go out. They go out into the city with a hundred dollars worth of like coins and they just like, start asking random people i was just like these children are going to die and gonna get murdered and then <laughs> of course a shady guy is like oh how much you got and then he has a gun and he tries to rob them but like a v is in the car with like an older rich client like in the lot where the where the guy gets out the gun and so like she gets out and like disarms the guy which is pretty badass she's She's. I'm gonna say it. I love V. Oh yeah, me too. V is sure. great. She's uh, cool. She's, she's cool as hell. hell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm Team V for sure. Like. Yeah, and then so she like runs into these boys like, and they're just like we just want to like have sex. Is that what they they want to have sex? And so she just. I love that she. I mean, I hate that she has any sexual interaction with them at all. But all she does is like, show them her tits and like answer some questions and then she's just like okay time's up yeah yeah they're basically like <laughs> yeah it's like she's like because she lost her money like the guy that she was the client that she was with when when the robber got out the gun um drove off without paying her and she has to give her money to this mob guy which was a very convoluted plot um all of her money like she's has to give a cut of her earnings to this mob guy. Um, and so she loses the money. So then the boys are like, we still have our money. And then she asks them why they're in the city. And then she ends up showing them her tits, which I agree. Like it's there, there's never going to be a scene where like a grown woman is showing a 12 year old boys, her tits that I'm going to like, that's just never going to happen. Um, but, uh, it's, it's quick. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's this movie is much less gratuitous than um, Weird Science, which is a very low bar. Um, yeah, it's like it's like she should not be showing children her breasts, but also at least there's no like physical contact. <laughs> yeah, there's, and there's no like, you know, Weird Science like. Um, she's supposed to be into the boys, which is super creepy. Whereas with this, she's just like, you guys are kids. What's up? Like, she's just like trying to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. And, and she, and she's just like, I don't, I think her, her, um, her thought process is okay. Uh, if I give them like the bare minimum of what they need, they won't put themselves in danger to try to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, 
yeah, it is. Again, it's a very sexual Mary Poppins thing. Yeah, because she wants to, she wants to do what she can for them, but to a point, and she clearly has her own moral code where she's just like, I'm not gonna do anything to really corrupt them. Oh yeah, and like, and Frank is kind of the main one of the little boys. He's the one who's Ed Harris's son. Oh my god, I I he was when have I, a mom. when I was watching this, I was like, this is the exact kind of boy that I would be obsessed with oh, yeah. at that like, age. He like, was, <laughs> he's just a little sweetie. And yeah, he's like a sharp talker, and he covers his eyes in the scene when V shows them her breast and he's like i want to be a gentleman what a little gentleman <laughs> so what a cute. cutie that's the other thing is these kids are so much more likable than the boys in weird science like, oh yeah they're so they're like, just sweet they're, boys they're about sex like they're not like girls are like vet like you know vessels for our dicks they're just like what sex what are boobs how do we like There's also this weird obsession with the clit in this movie that i think is so funny oh yeah um, also like, the g-spot yeah like there's, the there's like this uh like cosmo article that frank reads and then he asks his dad at breakfast he's like is it true that there's a spot on a woman that if you touch it it will make her go crazy and ed harris is like uh what are you talking about and he's like oh i'm looking at this article and he like brings it up of little frank keeps bringing it up throughout the movie like asking people and ed, ed, ed harris's character is like i've never encountered it which is like <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, "Wow, what a roast!" Oh my um, god! What a, a, a self own. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then later V is just like she like she smirks when little Frank asks her about uh, about you know the spot, and and then she goes, "Well, you know, don't count on it." And I was like, "Wow!" Oh, you know, I mean, it, it's I. Of course, I mean, I feel like there's no way to talk about this without sounding weird, but I will say in in the cleanest most g-rated terms possible it's nice that they want to make a woman happy <laughs> well no that's that that was kind of like how i thought like i was like this is a weird thing for me to think is kind of cute given like <laughs> the fact that it's i mean just everything about it in the movie but i was like no but this is i think this goes back to these kids being likable and genuinely curious like they're just very curious about sex and that's normal and that's healthy you know um and and yeah and it's not about like it's not just about their pleasure or like girls being like you know objects it's about like the experience which is interesting and weirdly evolved for for a plot that is like you know a little <laughs> there's a lot going on <laughs> with this plot <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting i mean i it's weird because I, as much I don't really think that they have like sexual feelings. So I'm wondering if it's just like this desire, you know, this kind of like reach for manhood and this feeling that like, OK, it's manly and therefore good to be able to pleasure a woman. And they just think, OK, well, it's like a part of growing up. That's kind of how they treat it like. Definitely. Okay, we're at a certain age. We need to know how to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Because the beginning of the movie is like the three boys like talking about things they don't understand that they want to understand. And one of them like has his mom's diaphragm, but he has no idea what it is. And they like argue about what it is. I didn't even know. Like, I know what a diet, like I've heard the word diaphragm before, but I didn't know 
what it did. And Kyle was like, uh, don't you like put it in your cervix? And I was like, oh, yeah, duh, I guess. <laughs> you're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> All the dudes know. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, like it's, I mean, yeah, it's like they get, they, they have this encounter with V. And then V ends up driving them back home. She so she ends up basically what happens? She goes back to give the money that the boys give her to the mob guy. And the mob guy is like overtly abusive, which is not surprising because he's a mob guy. But he's like very abusive and has I don't know if the woman is supposed to be his girlfriend or what. yeah I don't know who Anne is supposed to all be. All I know is that everyone is really everyone's violent really Anne and yeah. I, I kind of wish her character didn't exist. Because, because her being in the movie is really strange because it's like she's in the movie to be abused. That's that's exactly how I felt. Like, we don't know anything about her character. We have no idea what her relationships to people are. We have no knowledge of her interests or her life. All we do is see her get yelled at and manhandled, and it's really disturbing to Which me. Which I think, I think uh, the, the screenwriter's intention with her was to, was to be a mirror. It's like, okay, this is what could happen to V if it wasn't for these nice boys and men that she ran into. And because Anne Hayes never met those nice boys and nice men, this is what her life is like. Like, I kind of think that, but it's like, okay. But Anne Hayes also isn't a sex worker, so it's weird. Like, Ish, Isn't she? I, I didn't know no, what she was. That's what I was surprised about is she just stays home. Like, she's just there. So that's why I thought she was maybe a girlfriend of the mob guy, but, like, stuck in an abusive relationship. I don't know. Right. Well, it's like, but but then also Malcolm McDowell is mean to her, too. So I was like, who is she dating? Yeah, they never really clarify what she does. Because I, I also, I, I thought the mirror thing, too. I was like, this is supposed to show, like, the world that V has been in and, you know, um... But, yeah, it's just very weird. It's never really clarified what Anne Heche is doing. And you just see her get abused. And I don't like it. <laughs> like, I don't like that at all. Um, yeah, it's like... And there's also this whole thing where, like, the mob guy tells V that she's not a person. And I feel like it's implied that also Anne Heche is not a person. <laughs> well, it's weird because he, like, also... Yeah, I mean, because he's like, I'm a person because I have power and I tell you guys what to do. But he also tries to get Anne Heche to, like, agree that oh, yeah. he's a person. And so that was also where I kind of felt like, is there this thing, this, like, um, wife sex worker dichotomy that he's trying to, you know? I, yeah. I was uh, very... The mob unfair. stuff was so... It was really badly written. Yeah. Like, it, I, it was never clear and it just felt, like, very much unnecessary. Yeah, and I just feel like it was just an excuse to pull her away from Ed Harris because, honestly, she doesn't end up with Ed Harris in the end. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be ambiguous, but I feel like when she drives off at the end, she's really driving off. As much as, like, I think that it's a weird way to meet someone, I did think it's weird that they didn't end up together because it's like, enough happened. And also... At the end, spoiler alert, the wetlands that he's trying to preserve, she uses the money from the gangsters that she got to buy the wetlands in his name so that he can he can own them and preserve like, them. Talk about a big romantic gesture. That's a giant romantic gesture. Like, and then she just drives away. <laughs> but she also does tell them that she bought the ice cream shop and she's living in their suburb. Yeah. So I feel I do feel like that's very much like, I'll see you around. But I also agree, like she does drive off alone. So there is a sense in which it's like she's fine finally free 
Um, and I feel like the movie didn't want to place her with Ed because it wanted her to be free, but it also set her up to be with Ed. So that was confusing. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's interesting. Like, it's almost like it's set up to where he, his love sets her free. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause she does, because she, so the whole like, you know, uh, is there a spot on a woman that drives her crazy? She, at the end of the movie, she oh, says. Oh man, Kyle, Kyle was quoting that all night. The ultimate line. She goes, there is, by the way, there is a spot you could touch on a woman. And I, I was like saying it before it came, like, because of course, you know. Yeah. And she goes, her heart. And then she drives away. I was like, ah, this is so corny, but also, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, honest. Kyle and I were lying in bed like last night at, around like midnight, and he just like turned to me and was just like, "Her heart." Like, <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh man, yeah, man. This movie—it's just like a lot of. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess we still like, like after she meets the boy, she drives him home. Her car breaks down, and then she she finds starts like out living in their true. Treehouse. Living in the treehouse of Frank because basically one of the mob guys got killed, the one who was directly connected to her, and told people that she stole money from him. So now people are looking for her. So she's basically hiding in this treehouse. And the whole time Ed Harris believes that she's just like a math tutor who like randomly shows up at his place. It's very. <laughs> it's weird. It's just like, how did you. Okay. Oh, oh my God. You know what other movie this movie is like? It's just, this movie is just like a cobbled together of other movies, which I think is why the screenplay did so well because Hollywood is allergic to originality. They, they anyway. Some derivative shit. Uh, yeah. this, this is like E.T. with the sex worker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my god! That oh my god! I'm gonna be thinking about that. That description. I was thinking about that the whole time because she's just like hanging out in the treehouse and he has to like hide her and like lie and then when he thinks that he's never gonna see her again, he like breaks down and I was just like, this is this is E.T. Yeah, and it is weird. Like it's funny. Like their exchanges between Frank and her are very sweet, and I think that is what makes the movie feel very different from like weird science because he's not he's not he doesn't he doesn't sexualize her after their no. first meeting yeah no he, was, he he's just he like a gentleman his mom. that's really like, worried about her like he sees her like trying to you know do sex work and he's just like i don't want you to do that anymore i'm worried about you and uh, yeah and it's funny because like i feel like that sentiment like coming from an adult man feels like paternalistic and like kind of hypocritical you know like the classic, like, this client wants you to quit sex work, you know? W like, w I don't know, the hand-wringing kind of thing. Yeah, but it's just but like, this, this is, is just a child? This is a child that just wants sweet, her to be okay. And she's also being chased by the mob. Right. So it's not like she's like, oh, yeah, I dance at this club. It's like, oh, the mob is chasing me. So he's just like, why don't you just, like, stay here and then fall in love with my weird dad? And she's like... No, that's not how things work. But then, like, her and Ed eventually end up hooking up. And there's, like, a scene of them, like, in the morning. Like, because he has this, like, greenhouse that's basically has, like, swamp material in it that he just, like, studies. And, like, I don't know. I don't really know what he does in there. But it definitely relates to his knowledge of the actual swamplands. And so they're just in there, like, with their hands muddy. And it's very cute. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, 
this movie is tries to do a lot of things at once. It does. I think that's one of its biggest. And in flaws. the midst of it, Melanie Griffith proves that she like consi- continues to prove that she's one of my favorite actresses. I love her so much. Oh yeah, she does a great job. I want her and she gets so many funny lines. Like she gets one where um she's like hanging out she decides to hang out in their town and then all the boys are worried about her and then she's like, I've seen the Brady bunch. Nothing bad ever happens to you people. Oh yeah. No, she's <laughs> absolutely that's she's, such a great she's line. Such a her character is like very like her character does get object. I mean, there's just so many shots of like her cleavage and like people. And knowing that she it. was 37, I was just like, she was probably just like, yeah, I still yeah, got like, it. Uh-huh. Like, right. Like that does change it from like the like 23 year old actress being exploited. You know, yeah. Kind of uh- um, but like, but her character is fucking funny. Like she's, she's funny and she does, you know, in the midst of this, she does have autonomy and like, she's not ashamed of herself. She doesn't have an inferiority complex, but she also like wants other thing. Like, you know, she has like a view of things she wants from the world, but she's also in a position with the mob. And it's, I do think that's nice. Cause it doesn't feel, cause there's aspects of this being like a savior narrative, you know, like these men saved this woman, you know, or like this little boy saved her. But like, she really like, She's making decisions the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, you remember the scene where she breaks it to Ed Harris that she's a sex worker and she makes him take off his pants first? Oh, I love that. I loved it. She, she's like, I she's, feel like men are better listeners without their pants. And it's funny because there's <laughs> other scenes, and this is before they hook up, there's other scenes where she's overtly, like, hitting on Ed Harris and he's just not getting it. And this... This moment when she's asking him to take off his pants, she's not hitting on him. And that's what I love about it is that she's just like, yeah, no, you need to like, you need to calm down. <laughs> it's so good. It's and so good. And he just does it. That's he the, just does, not, he's, he's such just, a nice man. He's just like, okay, I guess, I, uh, yeah, I guess I will take off my pants. And I mean. I love how is. he's just like, that makes total sense. You are correct. Yeah, that is very like, he, it feels very believable. Like he feels like his character. And I mean, he's obviously very much attracted to her, you know. So. Honestly, we just want to fuck Ed Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to um, play with his swamp. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. So yeah. I, I. I feel. I, I mean, would. Is this a good romance? No. 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 But um, I, but I think the cast does so much to salvage what is a bad million dollar script. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think remaking the script trim off the whole mob narrative figure out another reason for her to to get stuck there in the suburbs um and yeah just like trim off all of those characters and 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 like give more time to like her getting to know ed harris and like you know frank talking about his mom yeah yeah Um, like less time with the hijinks (laughs) exactly exactly and like it is interesting also like his friendships with the other two boys, mm-hmm. it's kind of like after they meet V, like he talks, he like tells them and he brings them home to like let them know that V's staying with him. But it's almost like he's so happy that she's around. He doesn't hang out with them as much. Oh, yeah. They disappear for a little bit. And, just, and they're just like, he's, <laughs> he's kind of just like, bye. I'm like trying to get a new mom now. So like, peace. He's so, <laughs> what? He's very focused. He is. He's very, yeah, he's a very goal oriented child. Oh, my God. He was so adorable. He's a very at the, precocious kid. Yeah. Oh my god! At the end, when he puts on like the leather jacket and he slicks back his hair, oh, oh my so god! Cute. What a so cutie! Cute. 
Oh man. Yeah, um, I think what makes the dynamic with him and V like there are scenes where it's undeniably creepy and like I I'm just like, nah, like they could have redone that or just cut that out. Like um his relationship with V is so much him him like wanting to have an adult woman in his life. Yeah. You know, and like he doesn't I don't know, he doesn't he's also just kind of like He's just so, like, not interested in the fact that she's a sex worker in a way that's, like, kind of pure. Like, it's, like, obviously he met her under, under the pretense of, like, them trying to see boobs. But he's just, like, do you do you like my dad? Do you, do you want to, like, wear my mom's dress? Like, I don't know. It's just very... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really interesting... I mean, Melanie Griffith is, honestly, one of the most, like, magnetic cinematic presences ever. And I feel like a lot of the time when people interact with her in films, especially in the 90s, there was a lot of, like, okay, she's so entrancing. She, like, we don't know what to do. Is That's kind of, like, her whole thing. It's, like, how could we know what to do with someone so beautiful? Like, yeah, she is just incredibly stunning. And she, and I mean, she's just so, she's also just, like, nice to be around, you know? Like, just, like, very, just, like, a good, a good, like, fun, nice presence. And it's it's interesting. While watching this movie, I thought a lot about my favorite Melanie Griffin movie, which is Something Wild, <laughs> which is totally, which is, like, actually a good movie. So unlike this, but her energy in it is kind of, it's kind of, Something Wild is kind of like an inversion of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing, which, I mean, you could assume, that word is so bad, but, like, you know. I know, but yeah, it's, it's still a shorthand that people understand. Yeah, she's, like, like, she, I mean, in Something Wild, she's also just, like, a very, like, you know, sexual being that, you know, comes into a dork's life, this this dork being um Jeff Daniels, and, like, turns it upside down, but... That movie basically reveals, like, the darkness of that. And, you know, how a woman becomes so independent and so, like, malleable from situation to situation. Like, something wild is like, okay, well, how would a person act like that? Oh, yeah, she has something to run from. So, yeah. of course, she's going to, you know... Totally. There's, <laughs> there's like, motives behind it. It's not just like, oh, like, I'm quirky. Yeah. I hate, I hate the word quirky. Yeah, me too. Uh, but, yeah, I would say, it, you know, this movie wouldn't... It, it's not going to offend you to watch it. It's like you're not going to die. Like, it's it's not... It's you're not weird. Gonna die. Like, I noticed that I... probably will have moments where you're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is a request, but we couldn't figure out who requested it. We forgot. We're sorry. Yeah, we we get requests on, on like, all of our different social medias. Um, we need, like, a special mailbox for ones, it. So we need to just, like, we're going to figure out um, a specific place to put all the requests so that we don't lose them and we don't miss them and we also know who requested them. Um, but, yeah, this is one of our Patreon requests. Yeah, this is a Patreon request. So uh, whoever you are that requested it, you, you know, we love you. I mean, we love you enough to remember this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not personal. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not a good romance, and I wouldn't even say it's a good movie either. Um, it just has a really good cast. Yeah. And, and there's aspects of the writing that are a lot smarter than I expected. 
Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. And Melanie Griffith really, you know, she's, I mean, elevates yeah, she's the fan- material. Her and Eddie Harris are just fantastic. And honestly, um, the actor um, who plays Frank, he's a great child actor. I mean, he's obviously an adult now, but Michael, Michael Patrick Carter, he's a very charming, precocious child, you yeah. know? And uh, finding good child actors is not easy, so... Um, yeah, I mean. yeah, good. Uh, if you want to watch a good movie with Melanie Griffith, I would say watch something wild. Uh, that's that's good, and that's a that's a Demi joint, a Jonathan Demi joint. So that's good. But um, this won't it won't kill you to watch this. <laughs> yeah, it won't it won't kill. You. I mean, it's I mean, it's not a good movie. No, but you know, it's fine. Like if it had come on, on but like we have to. Yeah, it's like we have to be honest about. What it is, the, what it is, and like we, there's movies that we watch that we don't want any of you to get near, you know. And there's movies that we watch where we're like, hey, we actually like this one. This right. one's neither of those. It is yeah. in the middle. It yeah. has traits of both. So if you're curious, you can check it out. Don't yell at us if you hate it because we didn't say that we loved it. Um, yeah, and I did notice that when we said that we were going to do it, everybody had like a lot of very intense reactions to it. So maybe you already hate it, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I also do feel like people are going to be surprised by how easy we're being on this movie. Because <laughs> it's just, it, it like, I'm not even saying, I don't think it was made with good intentions, but I think that the actors had good intentions like the they tr- actors they tried to bring heart to it yeah and i think that they succeeded in that so it wasn't a really hard watch for me at all yeah it really wasn't so so you know if you <laughs> if you are one of our our patrons and you haven't requested yet you should do it and you should if you're pledging five dollars or more it is your right to request a film exactly and, and we will. Yeah, and if you're gonna request it, maybe just send it. Uh, just maybe just like DM us on Twitter. Yeah, the tw- Twitter's the easiest place. Yeah, just DM us on Twitter. Just our DMs are open. They're so they're you open can just and they're waiting. For just you. send us a DM. They're ready. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. We're gonna assume that you're not lying to us and that you really are a patron. I mean, we can always check. I yeah, mean, exactly. But I mean, it's not like oh man, I I can't I can't. But I just need them to do this movie. Right. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know if there's exactly. anybody like that. Like who's like uh yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, um, I'm back from South by Southwest because in the last episode I said, oh, yeah, if you're listening to this, I'm in Texas. I am no longer in Texas. I went to South by Southwest. Uh, My recommendations are Jordan Peele's Us, Olivia Wilde's Booksmart, Little Monsters, and I don't know who directs that, sorry. Um, And... uh, Hell yeah. um, Pollyanna McIntosh directed a... Um, horror film called Darlin that I like quite a bit. Great. Uh, yeah. I'm going to see some of those. Yeah. I, all of them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, three of them are horror films. Only one of them isn't, which is Booksmart. And Booksmart is a really good coming of age story about like two girls who like they're about to graduate high school and they realize that they spent all of their time on academics and never had any fun. And so they're basically like, we're going to go to one party before we graduate so that we can say we had fun in high school. That's adorable. It is adorable. That's it's a really very cute. adorable story. I love it's, that. it's very cute. Um, so, and I might write a review of it if I have time. I started one last night, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Life is crazy. 
Uh, and I guess I should say I, I, I got interviewed for Vulture. That's a thing that yeah, happened. Yeah, she did. You guys should be reading and sharing it. It's so... <laughs> It's so weird because it wasn't like a phone interview or anything. She just like emailed me the questions and I just answered them. And she was like, oh, wow, these answers are like funny. <laughs> I just and you're like, yeah, uh, I guess I do comedy and I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shout out to Taylor. What a, what a sweetie. Thanks for doing that. Taylor Guerin is a wonderful, hilarious, beautiful person. And um, we will be back next week. Yes, you know, we you know what to do. Love you know cuties. where to listen to us. You know where our Patreon is: patreoncom pod. We're on Twitter at badromancepod with the zero instead of an O. You can please rate us on iTunes. Uh, you know, don't talk about how we say like or anything because we don't care. <laughs> No. We don't. So. You know what? Life is way too fucking hard for me to give a shit. Oh, that we say like too much or that, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't read our, I don't read a lot of our reviews, but if there are any that are just like, oh, well, I would like this better without the vocal fry or something. If you, if you just stop yourself just, before you just do like that. Just admit that you hate me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, don't be, a, you know, just like be nice. Just, yeah. Let's like, all be nice. Yes, we are young women making a podcast. So yeah, thank you for it, it turns out. <laughs> turns out. Um, anyways, <laughs> we know that you listening are lovers and not haters. Uh, yeah, yeah, we love you, and we'll be back it. next week. We'll probably do another request, and you know it'll be good. Hell yeah! All Have right. a great day, night, whatever it is for you. Bye. Yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Yeah, back it up, back it up. Uh, yeah, let's dump this truck.